up the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's Word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to His ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for your love and your grace. And Lord, this is the day that you've made. And Lord, as we humble ourselves before you and we seek your faith, God, concerning your wisdom, and you said in all our getting to get an understanding, Lord God, we want to get an understanding regarding what your word says so that we not only are hearers of the word, but we are also doers of the word. Lord, sanctify us through thy truth, for your word is true. And Lord, we want to hide these words in our hearts so that we do not sin against thee. And, Lord, we do ask you to pardon all of our sins and our transgressions. God, forgive us for the sins and iniquities, even of our forefathers, that, Lord God, that somehow we've uh, adopted or taken into our homes or taken into our spirit that we should have cast down those thoughts and imaginations, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that you've given us the ingredients, Lord God, through your word and by your spirit, so that we can live a holy and righteous life towards you, Lord God, that you may get the glory in Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen. All we're doing is setting a foundation of the reason or the purpose of the water baptism. And he said unto them, this is Jesus, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And we're just talking about the water baptism. The baptism brings salvation, but guess what? The baptism also is going to save you from the wrath that's coming on the world of disobedience and the children of disobedience. Book of Mark, um, chapter 16. I just read verse 15 and 16. God bless you. And so going back to verse 16, he that believes, so you hear the word, you hear what's required, and then you believe it, and then it's something you have to do. So that's why Jesus says, when you believe and you are or get baptized, then you get saved. But the one who does not believe shall be damned. When you believe and you get baptized, you're being saved not only from the sins of the world, the things that the world has to offer, you're being saved from the wrath that is coming on an unbelieving, godless world and those who 
are disobedient children, there's wrath that's going to come. So this will save you from the wrath to come that's coming on the world. Let's go over to First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Now, here we have Peter. He's giving us a, he's breaking down the reason who came, why he came, and here's another. This is just a scripture that connects with the baptism and what he did. Um, First Peter chapter 3, verse 18, I'll start reading. It says, for Christ, that's Jesus Christ, also has once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. And then verse 19, it says, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Now, let's go back to verse 18. So Jesus Christ, he suffered for whose sin? Our sins. He suffered for my sins and your sins. And then it says, the just for the unjust. He was righteous. The righteous man suffered for us. We were the ones that were unrighteous. And his suffering and his death on the cross, what does it say that it does? That he might do what? Bring us back to God. Take, yes, because our sins separated us from God the Father. It didn't change the relationship. You're still a son and a daughter, but there's a separation when we sin. So Jesus, the righteous one, he brought us back or led us back towards God or brings us nearer, closer to God. That's what it's saying here. By the death in his what? In his flesh. But he was quickened and made back alive or he was resurrected by the spirit. And let's go on to verse 20. It says, which sometimes were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved. How? By water. We're, we're just talking about water does what? It really brings salvation. And so Peter goes all the way back to the time of Noah. Let's go back up to verse 20. He says, which sometimes were disobedient. Remember, the wrath came on those who didn't believe. The ark was a was symbolic of a covering or the place of safety because everyone who was on the ark, what happened? They were saved. The people who didn't get on the ark or who wasn't under the covering, what happened to them? They died or they perished in the water when the flood the came. They drowned. They drowned, yes. So verse 20, when sometime, which sometimes were disobedient, the people who didn't believe the, that the water and the rain was going to come, even though God was waiting for a long time, it took Noah 100 years to build that ark. Hmm. So God waited for Noah to bring, build the ark, and he told him to go on the ark, and the Bible says that the Lord shut the door. He told him what to take on the ark, the animals, he told them what types of food, and only Noah, everyone that got into the ark with his three sons and their three wives and Noah's wife, because they believed and they obeyed, they received salvation. They didn't mm-hmm. perish. 
And so what we have here, there was eight souls. In other words, when he said they were saved by water, they were rescued. And we all need to be rescued. That's why the water is important, and it can and does and will bring salvation. It rescues us from the powers of the enemy, the darkness, the dark world that we, when we are born and we grow up and we in the age of accountability and we know the difference between right and wrong, the world has a greater influence on us, unfortunately, than the world. The world has a greater influence, thank you, Lord, instead of the word of God. The mm-hmm. word, remember King David says, thy word is a lamp, what? Or a light unto my what? My feet. Yes. His word lights, gives us, shows us the way. But it's the word that we actually spend less time in. And let's get back to the, set, to the, to the, to the thought. So the eight souls were saved or rescued by water, by entering into that ark or going on the boat. And the Lord began to deal with me on how their lives were spared. Everyone who entered into the boat was spared, but people who were outside of the boat, they perished. Mm-hmm. And the boat was the channel, or the ark was the channel that God used for salvation. So water baptism, it brings, it'll, it's going to bring new life to you. It's going to restore you back to God or turn your heart towards God, and it, it is a refresher. You think about when you're thirsty, you go and get a drink of water, yeah. and you get refreshed. And so let's go to John, because we're talking about obeying the word of God. So water baptism is necessary because Jesus told us to do it, and that's what we're going to read in John chapter 3, starting with verse 1. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's dwell on verse 3. So, Jesus said, unless, that's what accept me, unless a man, and that includes woman, boy, or girl, be, be what? What does he say that you have to do? Born be again. born again, you or he cannot see the kingdom of God. And mm-hmm. that word see means you are unable to experience what the kingdom of God is like. Yeah. There's an experience that the Lord Jesus wants each and every one of us, to partake in. And that's the reason why you have to be born again. Yeah. And he says, to see or experience whose kingdom? The magic kingdom? Walt Disney's kingdom? Mm-mm. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And he's talking about the rulership or the realm of God. It is, it's, a, it's a supernatural realm that God has already set up from the foundation of the world that you get to partake in or you get to taste of heavenly gifts. That's what the Bible says in another place. 
And so mm-hmm. let's read verse 4. It says, so now Nicodemus, and he heard what Jesus said. So now Nicodemus is puzzled. Listen to what he said. Nicodemus said unto him, to Jesus, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, so Jesus, his first response to Nicodemus is not to answer his question. He repeats what he actually said in verse 3. He said it again. Yes, (laughs) because it's necessary. Jesus said, answered, truly, truly, I say unto you, Except mm-hmm. a man be born of what? Now now he's bringing another because there's two parts here. Well, mm-hmm. there's two parts that, that are crucial. He said, except you be born of what? Water. Water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So he's still talking about a spiritual realm. He's still talking about experience, see, and the other. Verse 3 said experience, but he uses a different word in verse 5. He says, cannot enter into. This enter is just simply go into. Because what happens is when you enter into a room, you actually exit, make an exit from another room. A mm. door is not the end of a thing. It is the exit from one place and the entrance to another. Yeah. And so what he was saying is you actually will leave the world that you have been introduced into, and now you will begin to experience a new world. Mm-hmm. That's all he's saying. You leave one world, you exit one, now you can go in. You have rights or privileges or you get a certificate or you get the authority to mm-hmm. enter into the kingdom of God. Now, look at what he says in verse 6. And so, well, actually, let's go down to verse, um, um, yeah, 6. That which is born of flesh is flesh. So when you're born of a human parent, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So there, what, what he was telling Nicodemus, you have a natural birth when you come forth from your mother, from the womb, but there's a spiritual birth that also has to take place. Mm. And look at what he says in verse 7. Marvel not that I said, said unto thee, you must be born again. He said, don't be amazed that I said that there is another birth. You have to experience another birth to get into the kingdom. And look at what he says in verse 8. And the wind blows where it lifts it, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it comes, cometh, and whither it goeth. So it's everyone that is born of the Spirit. And so what he's saying here is the wind comes and goes, but it goes where it is already designed to go because mm-hmm. God is the one who tells the wind where to go, where to start, where to end. We have no control over the wind. You can feel the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it and you see a manifestation of the wind. You think about the leaves. When the wind is blowing, I've seen mm-hmm. leaves come up off the ground, and they stir, and they go around in the circle, right? Yes. You see the manifestation of the wind. You feel it, but you can't see it, but it's still real. And mm-hmm. so he said, you don't know the place where it's coming from or where it's going to end up. And also you do not know its source. But it all comes from God. 
And look at what Nicodemus says in verse 9. He says, and the wind, by the way, is the breath of God. It's the breath of God. It's the spirit of God. And Nicodemus answered and said it to him, how can these things be? <laughs> he's curious. He's listening, mm-hmm. but he's curious. He has that desire to want to know more. Let's go down to verse 15. Look at, listen to what Jesus said, because at the beginning we went in Mark 16 and 15 when it says, he says, he that believeth and is baptized, that's two parts, shall be what? Be saved or receive salvation. But look at what Jesus says in verse 15, John and John 3, 15. That whosoever, hears that word again, what? Believes in who? In him, the one that was sent. In Jesus should not what? Perish. Perish so that we don't perish in our sins because God loves us. He wants us to live and have, he's going to tell us the type of life he has. But have what kind of life? Eternal. Eternal means a life forever. And then verse 16, we know this favorite, we know this famous scripture. Verse 16, for God so loved who? The world. That he gave his only begotten son, here's that word again, whoever what? Believes in him should not perish or die, but have, this time he says, everlasting life. You you receive a certificate to receive life everlasting. You will live forever. There's a life that we get to partake in. You will not die. He's talking about spiritually. Your spirit will live forever. Your physical act of obedience will produce a spiritual result. This is what's going to happen. Okay. And so when you obey in the natural, then God is going to do something in your life that's spiritual. You're not going to see it like that wind, but you will see, feel manifestations. God's mm-hmm. going to bless you. And that's why when you drink water, you get refreshed. You are restored. And there's so many different things that happen. One of the other things that when you believe God's word and you do what his word tells you to do, you, um, you're no longer the same person. You are a new person, and when you are a new person, let's go to this. I got two more scriptures, mm-hmm. Galatians 2 and 20. Okay. Galatians 2, 20. This is another scripture that we hear people um, quote a lot, but there's so much. This is a rich scripture, and it's actually literally physical what what happens and listen what apostle paul says he says um galatians 2 and 20 he says i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me and so if we go back up to the um, verse 20 uh, at the beginning when he says, I am crucified with Christ, you know what that means? He no. says, from now on, I'm dead to Satan's kingdom. 
Mm. I am dead to Satan's kingdom. And that's why we're going to go to this last scripture that if any man be in Christ, Apostle Mm. Paul said, I am dead. I have been crucified with Christ, so now I'm dead to Satan's kingdom, but I'm still alive. I'm still, I, I'm still alive, but it's not even me. The Spirit of God is in me, so the life that I'm living in Christ, yeah. I, even though I'm still in this flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God or by the word of the Son of God. Because he's the one that loved me, and he's the one that died on the cross for my sins. Mm. Remember, your physical act of going, first of all, believing, and then doing the act, the physical act of getting buried in the name of Jesus Christ will produce a spiritual result. Last scripture, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. He says, therefore... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Mm. Then I'm going to read verse 18. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. How? By Jesus Christ and has given to us a ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile means to bring back, in this case, bring back to. So you once was lost, but now you're found, was blind, but now you see. And so if any man, go back to to verse 17, if any man be in Christ, what happens? When you get buried in the name of Jesus, you are new. So guess what? When the enemy comes to you after this baptism, when the enemy comes to you, you tell him, I'm not going to struggle over my past because the old man is dead. Remember you said, I am crucified. Yeah. I am no longer a part of Satan's kingdom. But you need the word to keep you alive and keep you interested in having a stronger desire for the kingdom of God, which is now, it's a privilege, it's a right that you have. And here's something that the Lord put in my spirit too. So you you are called and your name is written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. Mm. So your name was already written. What you're going to do tomorrow, you're just fulfilling what was written. That's all. You were already his child. Now you are a child who's obedient to what his word says to do. Mm. That's the difference. You're dead to Satan's kingdom when you get buried. That's that crucifixion. But you are resurrected and alive to Christ in you, who's the hope of glory. Mm. And right now, the very fact that you have a desire to get buried again, it's God drawing you back to him. Because the, the relationship was never cut off. You've always been his daughter's. I'm always, even though I do wrong, I'm still his daughter. He's just saying, turn your heart back towards me, honey, my daughter, my child. Turn your heart back towards me. Turn your heart away from things that do not please me. Bring your heart back to me, to the Father. It's an appeal to your conscious man. Your conscious man has to turn back towards God. And the word of God will begin to move on you 
and the word, God, as you read and study and meditate on the word, that word will come up and remind you. The Father's word says, don't do this. And, Lord, give me strength so to say no to temptation because it's going to come. But remember Jesus said in the prayer, and lead us not into what? Temptation. But do what? But deliver or save us or rescue us from evil because evil is all around us. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh.